Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Speak Out Loud podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today and here this week with us. We, I think, have a really exciting guest. It's a friend of ours. It's someone we go to church with and someone also we have really grown to respect yes. over many many years now of going to church together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stacey, I'm going to let you introduce her. I would love and, to. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm so excited to be able to introduce Vicki Banks to you. Um, I have gotten to know her for a few years now. And I'll tell you, at first I was a little intimidated because this lady knows the Word of God so beautifully and she applies it so beautifully in her life. Case in point is this. A few <laughs> weeks ago, we got to get together, didn't we, Vicki? We did. And we got to go to this huge bakery here in Oklahoma City. It was one of the most inspiring couple of hours I've had probably ever. <laughs> and uh, I think I know this for two reasons. Number one, I know that everything that comes from Vicki's life is an overflow of her quiet time with the Lord. And that's why I think it's she is so encouraging. It's not in her own will. It's not in her own energy. Um, also, I know it's because of the, like I said, depth of time that she spends with the Lord. Um, when you have that quality and just immersed time with God, it's going to overflow onto people that you're with, whether you want it to or not. And, um, and fortunately, I was a recipient of that just a few weeks Are ago. Are you saying that I drowned you? No, <laughs> absolutely not. But I will say that the next at least week, I had a kick in my step and I was just grateful that I got to be with you and um, and have breakfast with you and everything and us just share what God is doing in our lives and uh, just some things that we do have in common and a lot of things that I would love to grow into. So anyway, thank you for coming today, Vicki. Um, I wanted to tell you just a little bit also, though, from her bio. And uh, I know that in her life, that the the one on one and the speaking time where she gets to make eye contact with that someone in the in the crowd is so important. But the one of the reasons that happens is because she is getting to help women connect the dots between God's word in their everyday life, and that is hard to do. Hmm. Um, I feel like I feel like you can feel like you've got a lot of wisdom or people can, but they have trouble conversing about that or they have trouble letting that overflow into other people. That is not an issue for you, Vicki. I feel like you do that beautifully. Also, she's an author and we're going to put a lot of things in our notes so that that way you can get a hold of everything that she has to share. So don't feel like you've got to stop and write this down or anything. She is a Bible study teacher, an inspirational speaker, and disciple maker. She loves serving as women ministry director at Council Road Baptist Church, which is where Doug and I go. And um, yes, we love our church. And a Lifeway Women's um, Ministry Trainer, which is also so, I mean, Hundreds, thousands of women get to benefit from um, all the time that she is spending God's Word and continues to. Um, she's a, ma- a member of the BGCO, which if you're not a churchgoer or a Baptist, that's okay. Stick with us. She is with the Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma Women's Women's Leadership Team. She has written or is a contributing author to a large number of books, um, devotional Bibles and ministry guides, magazines and blogs. See what I'm talking about? Why wouldn't we benefit <laughs> from having her on today? As well as a Bible study and discipleship curriculum. 
curriculum writer. Vicki has a degree in interpersonal communication, and guess what? She gets to go back to school and get her master's in biblical studies. Now, let me tell you, though, Vicki is a grandmother to almost six little ones. And I want you to know her motivation and the smile on her face right now that she is going to get to do this master's work at Moody um, Bible Institute is just, she's beaming. And um, we will take some clips from this and let you see her beautiful face. But all the way around, she is sold on the Lord, and that's who we want to have on our podcast. So this is Vicki. And Vicki, I've told some of the personal aspects of um, why I love you, but please share more with us about you. Sure. Well, I grew up here in Oklahoma. I'm definitely a true Sooner-born, Sooner-bred girl. Never lived anywhere else. Love to travel, but this is my home spot, mm-hmm. and I love it. So I've lived here all my life. Uh, married my college sweetheart, Brian. Uh, we are very different. He's a businessman. I'm a ministry girl, but yes. we, we both have a heart yeah. to impact the world for God. And so mm-hmm. we do that together. We've been just celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, I know that sounds so old. We can't <laughs> believe it. Uh, we have two young adult children, both married to incredible individuals. And mm-hmm. we do. We had our first grandchild about six years ago. And this next week we will have our sixth. So six years, six, six grandkids. So yeah, they're really trying to age us there, but they are a lot of fun. Yes. Um, She's got some twins down there. I do. I do. I've got a, got a set of twins. And uh, so that's kind of some personal stuff of what's going on. You, you pretty much capsulize what I regularly do and what Mm -hmm. I love, uh, Mm -hmm. passionately love is really helping women connect the dots from God's word to their everyday life. Mm-hmm. I find even though, even when we learn to study, we don't always connect the dots personally. That's and right. so I think both of those things are really critical. One, mm-hmm. that we know how to study well, mm-hmm. but two, that we also know how to make practical application to the way that we live and breathe and move through this life. So mm-hmm. uh, that's really my big passion there. Yes. Uh-huh. And a few months ago um, at Council Road, we had a women's retreat. It went so well. We had missed each other so much, just all of the women in our church because of COVID. And uh, we got to meet in person, be together. And my pencil, and I did use a pencil because I knew that I would want to mark out and change things some. Um, but I, my pencil was on fire when you were speaking <laughs> because I knew I was going to need to ask you if I could use some of this stuff when I get a chance to share with people one-on-one or in a group. Um and I did. Mm-hmm. I used it, and Love I it. want more. Love so <laughs> thank you for being the women's um, director and teacher and friend to so many women. Vicki, oh, we're glad you're here. My pleasure. Well, we're thrilled you're joining us today and have a chance to join us on the podcast. And uh, I think as, as the Speak Out Loud podcast and with our purpose, you know, we're here and we exist to share hope and encouragement for those who struggle with mental health and for those who love and support them, which um, to our, most of our listeners would know this. If you're new, that's Stacy's in our story. That's my story. It's Stacy's story. It's our life and it's our journey. And, and we know this and we, and we want to weave this into what we share is that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, we know several things. One, God cares. He cares about you. He cares what you're going through. And two, he speaks into your life. He speaks into our lives, and he does that through his word, through the Bible. And Vicki, we really, you know, as we, as we shared a topic with you and say, hey, let's think about this today, we wanted to specifically talk about, hey, how does God's word, how does the Bible speak into 
our lives, particularly maybe when we're having difficult seasons, when we're having sad seasons, we're struggling with certain things. It's tempting, I think, at those times to maybe think God doesn't care, God's not listening, God's distant for whatever reason. But it's really in those moments that maybe God's trying to speak to us the, the deepest, if that's the best way to say it, maybe the most intimately. So we know you're passionate. We know you're passionate about the Word of God and you're a teacher. So we really were excited to get to have this conversation with you today just to hear some of your insights into that. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? How can not just women, but everyone, you know, connect the truth of God's word into their life, even if their life is really at a low point. Right. And as mm-hmm. the Bible says, if they're going through one of those valleys mm-hmm. in the shadow of the valley at that moment. So mm-hmm. we've got some questions for you. Great. So we would love to <laughs> ask those and uh, to hear what you have to say. But I'd love just to start off by asking you, you know, because I think this is, while it's not necessarily solely unique to you, I think it is certainly something that's very defining that, as Stacy said, a lot of us would aspire to. But how did you personally just develop such a passion for reading and studying the Bible? Well, first I'd have to back up and say I read it for many years without a passion to okay. do it. I sure. started reading my Bible because I thought I was supposed to. Yeah. I heard a pastor say at youth camp, you should read your Bible every day. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, if a pastor said it, it must be true. I'm firstborn rule follower, but I don't come from a family where people read the Bible. I didn't know anybody who read the Bible. And so I just started, you know, picking and choosing places, a couple Mm -hmm. verses every night. And I read the Bible like that for about four years. And it really wasn't until I went to college at the University of Oklahoma, got involved with the Baptist Collegiate Ministry there and was taught for the first time Mm -hmm. how to really read and apply it to my life, how to study it personally. And that was like you know, black and white to full-blown color for me. That made a huge difference. So really it was being taught how to read and study, how to slow down and ask myself questions when I read, how to read in context, Mm -hmm. um, just some very basic things that made all the difference in the world. And once I started reading like that and started applying it to my life, I realized what a treasure trove it really was. Mm -hmm. And then I'm kind of a curious girl, and so mm-hmm. if there's good stuff, I don't want to miss out on it. So so that just really developed. Um, so really, it came from not knowing how to study to being taught how to study, making it part of the regular rhythm of my life, and it became part of the, the rhythm of my life, and then I, I just, I did. I fell in love with it, and the more I studied, the more intrigued I got by it, I got about it, and um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it worked for me. Okay. I think great. a lot of people, when they think of reading the Bible, will say, you know what, it's overwhelming to me. I don't even know where to start, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel convicted Mm -hmm. or wrong. I know that you can really speak into that, Vicki, because I've heard people share this, that it's just either that or I feel like a little bit of an, um, an excuse that people can use, I can use it sometimes, is it's just hard to understand. However, we are on complex computer systems and doing all of these things. You can go to the moon if you want to day after tomorrow um, if you have the money, but yet we hesitate. And that hesitation keeps us from having what just a better quality of life. And I remember a few weeks ago when we were together and you said, Stacy, how do you study your Bible? And I fumbled through my words like nobody's business. And I think it's because I wasn't I haven't said that in a long time. I haven't answered that question in a long time. And, you know, we um, ask each other other things to keep each other accountable. Why wouldn't that be the next question? 
Um, and so if you've never opened your Bible before, if you don't have a Bible, if you can't find your Bible, <laughs> um, please know that you can go and get one. Um, there are Bibles that we are so, so easy to understand. And so anyway, um, what encouragement would you give people who who are hesitant, um, who, who are intimidated? Sure. Well, it is intimidating. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, it is the God breathed, it's the word of God. Yes. That's a big thing. Yes. I, I, a couple of things I would pick up on. One, my comment earlier, just what a treasure trove it is. I mean, there is wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. There's comfort. There's encouragement. There's a kick in the pants every now and then when we need it. It's just Absolutely. full of things that we don't want to miss out on. It's mm-hmm. also the primary way we get to know God intimately. Mm-hmm. Everything he wants us to know about him, he tells us in that book. Mm-hmm. Here's who I am. Here's how I think, how I feel, how I act, how I react. It's all in that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a primary way that he communicates with us. If, if we're going to be friends, mm-hmm. I need to listen to what you have to say. Right. And if my if our relationship is one-sided, where I just talk and tell you what I need all the time, there's not going to be any depth of relationship that we're going right. to have. But the Bible is how I get that with him. If I was talking to somebody who was new to reading their Bible or mm-hmm. really struggling, mm-hmm. I would really um, stop and uh, really ask them, really encourage them, one, to work with their wiring. I think that's an important thing that we miss lots of times. Like if I tell you how I'm going to, how I study my Bible, mm-hmm. it may not work well for you. God mm-hmm. wired us differently. So it only makes sense that we would come to him differently. I'm going to guess Doug's probably a read through the Bible plan kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so he, yes. Am I that predictable? So very, <laughs> so I'm very, just very structured. Yes. Disciplined, so loves to read, yes. loves the very knowledge. Theological. I mean, yeah, he's, and that's, that's mm-hmm. going to work for him. Now, if that's the only way I tell you to read the Bible, it's mm-hmm. going to take you how many days before you think I'm a washout? That's you know, right. This isn't for me. About four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess that you probably like smaller chunks of reading at a time mm-hmm. because you want to really think about them. Mm-hmm. You probably we've even illustrated a couple of verses. Now, mm-hmm. if I tried to have Doug illustrate verse every day, he'd yeah. be like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Sure. I'm out of here. Sure. So I think learning to work with our wiring, even what we read, how much we read, mm-hmm. whether it's five chapters a day, like a reading plan, or whether it's a chapter a day, like I'm going to read through the book of John yes. and I'm going to read one chapter a day. Uh-huh. So, so I would encourage you to work with your wiring and to start small mm-hmm. and consistent. Just, just build a habit, build it into the regular rhythm. Like when you wake up in the morning, you probably have a rhythm that you don't even realize. Oh, you yes. get up, you go to the bathroom, you get a drink of water, you turn on the coffee pot, but mm-hmm. you probably yeah. do it in the same order every yes. day without thinking of it. It's so part of your rhythm, you wouldn't dream not getting that cup of water. Mm-hmm. You, know, you wouldn't dream of not turning on that coffee pot or brushing your teeth or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's part of the rhythm of your day. So... If I build, so if I just say, man, I need to study the Bible more. I need to read more. That is not going to happen. No. But if I have a plan, I'm going to read it, you know, at Mm -hmm. seven o'clock, I'm going to read it outside on the back porch where Mm -hmm. I don't have to see dishes in the sink or toys on the floor or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that distracts you. You know, my husband will go to work an hour early every day so that he can read the Bible when Mm -hmm. nobody's there. If I went to work an hour early every day, I would do work. Yeah. Because that's what that place yeah. represents to me. So yeah. sometimes I think we try, you have to try some different things, but mm-hmm. there's so many beautiful ways. And I know you mentioned earlier, we're going to put some stuff in the show notes, but sure. I've got several PDFs. Um, one has to do with one size doesn't fits all is what it's called, yeah. that what works for me might not work for you. So here yeah. are a lot of different ways we can read. Here are a lot of different types of 
questions you can ask yourself, things you can do mm-hmm. in that time. Anything from seven minutes a day to an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's ways to get good, meaty time with God if we are just consistent, if we're working with our wiring, and if we have a plan that works for us. Yeah. And I think it was, it was actually it was so providential. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of mentioned about the Read Through the Bible plan in 2020. So right, you know, not knowing a pandemic's coming, yes. our church... Had and our church, our pastors and leadership had decided, I'm sure, several months earlier, hey, we're going to make a big push across our entire church to read through the, everyone to join together, read through the Bible mm-hmm. in 2020. And they, you know, we had a shared plan and a guide. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it ended up becoming this, it became huge for so many of us because Absolutely. it was our support when March of 2020 hits and all of a sudden our worlds are turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And two, what I found, it was really helpful for me and maybe for others, I think I really appreciate you saying one size doesn't fit all. Because mm-hmm. I think so often we think of, if I, don't, if I don't do it a certain way, I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I found for me, and I, I don't travel all the time, but I do have some long drives from my job. And so um, if I ever fell behind, I, I, you know, a beautiful thing, at least in our modern world, is I could put on the Bible app. Absolutely. And I could catch up through 10 chapters of Leviticus that I was mm-hmm. falling asleep in maybe. Mm-hmm trying to read through, you know, mm-hmm. and and absorb it and just listen to it as I'm driving. And and therefore, too, I didn't feel defeated. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, right. how am I ever going to, I'm three weeks behind, how am I ever going to get caught up? Mm-hmm. I could I could knock out some large chunks like that. You know? I so can't believe you that brought up good. that example. One of the... Um, one of the PDFs that will be in the show notes is one called How Will You Read Your Bible? And yeah. I start out by talking about in 2020 when our church decided to read through the right. Bible. And I that is not the way that works best for me. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> and I know it's valuable. Yeah. I've read through the Bible many times. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the I love the. The practice, I love mm-hmm. the, you know, all the benefits that come from it. But to read through it in a year on a daily basis, uh, that's just not what works best for my wiring. But sure. I wanted to support what my church was doing. And um, so I chose to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it did, like you said, by March when the world collapsed yeah. and we're all on that app yeah. sharing, you know, this is what I heard today when I read it. Yeah. It was so encouraging. Mm-hmm. So I would say sometimes I think it's valuable even to do things that aren't easy for us, yeah. you know, right. and to push ourselves a little bit. And one of the things that made it doable for me was the connectivity to it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. some people do better with the Bible if they read it in conjunction with somebody else. So accountability is an important thing. So yeah. maybe if you've struggled before, but you really wanted to do it and just couldn't hang with it, mm-hmm. maybe it's good for you to do like there's a couple of, um, there's a She Reads Truth and a He Reads Truth. Right. They have apps, they have websites, and they're mm-hmm. Bible reading plans that you do in community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's helpful just say to a friend, man, I am struggling with my Bible reading. Mm -hmm. Would you mind doing the same thing with me this month? And would you mind, you know, every Monday giving me a call and just checking up on me, asking me, you know, what I'm learning or whatever. I mean, I learned in college that people don't do what's um, expected. We do what's inspected. And it's just a hard truth about (laughs) ourselves. But sometimes I need a little help to help me through. Mm So even that experience was, it was hugely valuable for me, even though the next year, and then the next year I chose to read the Bible in a different way, a way that more works with my wiring. But but that was a beautiful thing and did help us feel connected in a very disconnected time. So that yeah, was, was really, really yeah, it was very valuable. You also mentioned audio Bible, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. When I say it's important to find how 
find what works with your wiring. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love to read the Bible, like when they, if they have long commutes to work, mm-hmm. they listen to it online or they listen to it, you know, through an app on their phone or whatever while they're driving. Yeah. A lot of people do it while they walk in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That does not work for my primary form of reading. My mind is very busy and I mm-hmm. constantly realize, oh, I'm not listening so anymore. Right. So it doesn't work as my primary form of reading. Now I have listen to the Bible a lot. And so I do think it's very valuable. There are times when if I, whatever, I woke up late, whatever, and I can't do what I normally do in the morning, I will listen to it while I'm putting on my makeup. I've put on my makeup a lot of years now. It doesn't take me a lot of concentration. So I listen to it. And then when I get in the car to drive to work, I listen to the same thing again. So I will listen to it a couple of times. But but that's important to know. Some people love to read the Bible on their phone. There's so many incredible um, Bible reading apps on your phone. Other people get distracted by the phone. You know, the they see a notification come across or a message and they like, oh, I might be missing something. And so that's not a great way for them. Uh, I've got a great friend that I work with who's a millennial and cracks me up because he he's a hardcover guy. He reads hardcover commentaries. The whole thing he says, I just get too distracted. Yeah. So I think it's really important to kind of figure out what yeah. does and doesn't work for you. And sure. sometimes we don't know that, but except by trying. Yeah. That's right. Know, so. Yeah. And my Bible is so marked up that I don't even want to send it to be rebound <laughs> because I'm like, what if they accidentally lose a page or what if they get a little bit of glue on my words and, and everything. And case in point on that is, is that I want to be reading my Bible and remember God's faithfulness. And if I don't put it in the, you know, in the columns or something Mm -hmm. like that, and I can read it, I can sometimes go, oh man, have I ever read that? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, of course I have. Look at my notes. Of course Mm -hmm. I've read that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I want to remind people like me who um, have to do hard things all day as far as mentally, um, if you... If we can really, really focus on taking bites and Mm -hmm. um, focus on the negative, Mm -hmm. then we can focus on the positive. And I'm not talking about the positivity that we can work up on our own. Right. I'm talking about the positivity that can only come from the Word of God because He is the one who created us. He knew that my brain was not going to form serotonin Mm -hmm. very for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it will never happen, but it has not happened in 30 years. And so sometimes I can pick up my Bible and I can go, you know what? I already know what God's going to say. He's going to say he's disappointed in me. He's going to say um, I'm not working hard enough. He's going to say that um, I, um, I'm i not giving things over to him enough. He's going to say that I picked up the phone instead of picking up the Word of God. And every single time that I absolutely pick up my Bible, his response to me is opposite of what I think it's going to be. And so if we can do those hard things of conjuring these things up in our mind and remembering the things that have maybe been spoken over to us by people who um, were maybe abusive or maybe who um, didn't have our best interests at heart, maybe were trying to encourage us, but they ended up discouraging Mm -hmm. us because we're people, Mm -hmm. that can happen, then we can pick up the Word of God. And I just want to reemphasize every single time I pick it up, I end up crying and it's a good cry because I have focused so much on what I think he's going to say and what he is saying. I formed you in your mother's womb. I've created you. You are mine. Um, I will walk through the water with you in Isaiah. Um, But he's also says, um, I will teach you. I will lead you. I will guide you. And so that that way you can have your hope in me all day long. 
that's a choice. Mm-hmm. The things that Vicki is talking about, that Doug is talking about, those are physical choices that we have to make. And um, I choose to do those things on the days that I want to have a successful day. Mm-hmm. On the days that I want to absolutely stay in bed and not be able to face even going to the kitchen or going in, in the bathroom and brushing my teeth. Those are the days that I've failed. Not in God's eyes, but in my own eyes, because the outcome didn't have to be the way mm-hmm. that it was. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to just stop for just a second and say to you, um, if you're listening and you're going, gosh, that that is so great that they're doing that. I want you to know that they are not saying anything that you and I cannot do. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, Stacy, that God never says, here's how you have to read your Bible. Right. You have to read it at this time sure. every day. Yeah. You have to read this amount. Mm-hmm. And if not, then, you know, the hammer's coming. That's, God doesn't That's say God. that. Mm-hmm. That's like even the garden adding adding words to what God said. That's mm-hmm. where we get in trouble. He just says, I want you to read my word. I want you to meditate on it and think about it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't say... You know, he doesn't say more than that. He leaves it up to us to figure out. So you use the word success, and I think that's important to kick up, to pick up on the importance of setting ourselves up for success. Mm-hmm. And that generally means for most of us, bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. I need a plan. Mm-hmm. I need a doable plan. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be, a challenge is good for all of us, but it needs to be doable for me. That's right. So, so, That's right. so we figure out what's doable for us. So I've got a friend, Katie Orr, a phenomenal Bible teacher, and she teaches an incredible method of Bible study that she says you can do in 15 minutes every day. I've done yeah. it and she's right. Most of us, we can give 15 minutes, right? Yes. But she has you read the same passage every day for five days in a row. But every day you ask a different question of it. You look at it through a different lens. It's it's called FOCUS. It's the FOCUS 15 plan, and FOCUS is an acronym. FOCUS is foundation. So like Monday, I read it, and I just look, what's the foundational meaning here? And I rewrite it. You know, Tuesday, I read it. O is observation. I read it and I ask myself some questions. Who wrote this? Who were they writing to? Mm-hmm. You know, Wednesday is C, um, I think, comprehension. And so I'm going to read the same passage mm-hmm. and I'm going to look up some of the cross-references. Mm-hmm. But every day, it's taking me just 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. So I would say set yourself up for success, one, mm-hmm. by starting small, mm-hmm. uh, but, but having a plan. So you know what you're going to read. Otherwise, you just get there. I don't know what I'm Mm going to read, but I've got a plan. I'm going to read through the book of John. So today I'm going to read through the book of John. I'm Mm -hmm. going to start with John chapter one. I like to read a chapter at a time. If I Mm -hmm. was just beginning, I might have somebody read a shorter amount of that. And then the next day, read the next part Mm -hmm. of it. But read in context, Mm -hmm. but, but set yourself up well. Um, I think is very important. That's I a think great that's point. great. Well, and, and something that's that so we good. often talk about, I think it applies great here, but even just from the mental health and mental health, mental illness recovery standpoint is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the previous day looked like, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. I know your Absolutely. mantra, Stacy, mm-hmm. you know, what we tell, we encourage others with this a lot. If, if yesterday was a bad day mm-hmm. and, and putting it into this context, if you've struggled, if you've skipped, if you've, if you've not been you know, able to keep up with uh, what you'd hope to do with this, just do the next right thing, yeah. you know, and it can be that simple step. If, if you're doing, say, Start that again. Focus 15 right. plan, mm-hmm. you struggled a few days, mm-hmm. just pick back up with it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, instead of beating ourselves up, and then mm-hmm. we often we quickly get overwhelmed, like, oh, my gosh. You know, almost like when I was trying to do the, the read through the Bible in a year, 
you know, if I had not had the audio version on those long drives to get mm-hmm. me kind of in chunks caught up, I would have felt defeated. Sure. Because I was like, man, I just, mm-hmm. some of those more kind of, for lack of a better word, dense Old Testament mm-hmm. books right, right. that you really got to dig into, I was falling behind. A lot of dead mm-hmm. birds. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of laws and a and, lot of dead um, birds. That's right. So, so you know, I think that, that doing the next right thing, Absolutely. taking the next right step, yeah. is is important for, for, mm-hmm. for this principle, right. just like it is, we talk a lot about in our mental health recovery, if that's making the next right doctor's or making the next doctor's appointment or mm-hmm. you know if you've skipped your medicine you know you yeah. shouldn't taking your medicine the next day. So and if you I step think that principle is there. There's so many things that we think that just aren't biblical and it just drives me nuts that I don't always notice that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you back up and think who does God get upset about in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets upset about hypocritical church people saying one thing and doing something else. Sure. He doesn't get mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, bring the hammer down to people that are saying well, I didn't read my Bible Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, he's yeah. not like you're a right. washout. I'm done with you. Who he gets upset sure. with is people who are blatantly disobedient. I'm telling you to do something, and I'm doing something else. I'm not doing it. That's who he gets upset with. But, yeah. but yeah, we read we read all sorts of things into his character that the Bible does Absolutely. not tell us. Are that true. is so true. And I want to warn you though. If you start reading your Bible and you add, sit down and you just say, God, teach me, show me, love on me through your scripture, you're going to want to do it the next day <laughs> because he is just that sweet and he is just that faithful. Um, and uh, he disciplines us in love. And so many people that listen have not been disciplined in that way. And that's where we get the idea that he doesn't. But that is not true. And like Vicki was saying a few minutes ago, we have so many mislearned things, so many outright lies in our mind. And so I do want you to know, though, it it is very contagious once you um, start reading the Word of God and asking God, just please help me to to want to do this and help me to learn and, and help me just to long for you and the healing that can come from you. It's a whole different ballgame, you guys. You know, I think this this discussion really kind of flows right into this next question I had, which is which is this, Vicky. Um, often, especially for someone that's struggling with mental health, maybe, mm-hmm. I think just like you were saying a minute ago, Stacy, maybe you've had a lot of negative messages kind of put into your brain and we and I think you said it too, Vicky. We oftentimes translate those things onto God's character that aren't true about Him at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So for many, you know, they may not feel like opening a Bible. Maybe they, mm-hmm. it's feelings of shame, fear of judgment, you know, feeling that God is distant. I know for a lot of folks that are battling depression or other things, you can almost you can be angry at God. It's like, mm-hmm. why am I why am I having to suffer in such sure. way? So for people that are really struggling in that position, you know, how would you think? How does God speak into someone's mental health struggle through reading his word through the Bible? And, and secondly, what is something that if someone were to pick up their Bible and begin reading it, what might they be surprised by once they start doing that? A couple of things come to mind. One is the curious cast of characters that God includes in the word of God. Uh, they struggle with anxiety. They struggle with depression. They mm-hmm. struggle with sexual impurity. They struggle with everything we struggle with today. Sure. And right. that's who he included in the Bible. That's who he includes in his bloodline, yeah. of the bloodline of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that if you're not familiar with the Bible, you might not realize that you're in there somewhere. You know, there are yeah. bits yeah. and pieces of all of us. And he mm-hmm. uses all of those things. You know, he... Mm-hmm. 
He uses, um, no matter what um, our, our emotional makeup, our mental makeup is, all of those things he uses. And we see different pictures of them in the word. I mean, Moses struggling with anxiety, David in depression. I'm sure there are people who have never experienced depression that probably read through the Psalms and get halfway through it and are like, good gosh, man, get over it. You right. know, because they're, 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 or they've never experienced great grief in their life yet yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but there, he has, specifically included people in the Bible who struggle with mental illness as well as all manner of things. So, mm-hmm. so there's that, that might be yeah. surprising. The other thing is, is who he is, who his character is. And we mm-hmm. just can't get a proper read on that unless we constantly have our nose in that book and are thinking right. about it and trying to, um, and, and are really pondering it regularly. So we get a better picture of him. And then mm-hmm. I also think mm-hmm. one of the things that scripture assures me of over and over again is that God gets me. And when you're struggling with your wiring, with your, you know, mental, your emotional uh, wiring, it's very easy to think that nobody understands me. I don't understand me. I don't know why I'm this way. I don't know why I think this way. I I feel like I'm not supposed to, but I don't know how to not to. Well, Mm -hmm. a passage I go to over and over and over again, Psalm 139 has been critical in my, uh, in my formation. And It is this beautiful passage that starts out by saying, "Um, Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. Wow. Now, that is manna to a hurting mind, right? Mm -hmm. You understand my, even, it goes on to say in verse four, even before there's a word on my tongue, you know it well. Verse five says, you've enclosed me behind and before. In other words, Mm -hmm. you're all around me. You go before me, behind Mm -hmm. me. It says, you place your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful. I cannot attain it. Mm -hmm. Verse six starts out, six through 12 is this beautiful passage about where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You know, if you are feeling very alone, inside your head, inside your body, mm-hmm. you know, six through 12 says, it says, if you're to ascend to, you know, death, that God is there. Right. If you're to ride on the wings of the dawn, he's there. It says darkness and light aren't even, they're alike to him. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no darkness. He sees through it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this beautiful passage. And then it goes on to the ones we're more familiar with about he forms our inward parts. Yeah. I mean, he wired us, he gets us, he knows us. And sometimes I just need that reminder yes. that God, God gets me. He Absolutely. understands why I'm thinking the way I do, why I'm feeling the way I do. Yeah. I need his word to help me reprogram that sometimes, but it's good to know that there's a God who gets me and I don't get in trouble for being who I am. I don't get talked down to for being who I am. Oh, I get help. I get encouraged, yeah. but I don't get beat up. I right. mean, he's the last person that's going to beat me up. Right. I mean, and that's, Okay, see what, see, I told you. <laughs> I told you, it just like oozes out of her. So, I mean, it's just, it makes the Word of God so exciting and so healing. I can remember when I would cut regularly, I wouldn't let myself put any type of cream to heal mm-hmm. on my cuts. And once I was getting to where I was cutting less and less, and I was getting to the point where I was like, you know what, that pain isn't maybe what I should inflict on myself for such, from a mistake. Mm -hmm. I would put an ointment on it and it was a healing balm Mm -hmm. and I would get relief. It would stop the bleeding Mm -hmm. um, and it would heal it faster. When we open God's word and we're going, God, I am hurting 
everything that I feel hurts. Everything that people say to me, even if it's positive, hurts. Getting up hurts. Walking hurts. Taking bites hurts. That is what God's word is. It is a healing balm. It is intended to make things better, not for us to be browbeaten, like you're saying. Well, in the word, it's truth. Mm-hmm. And so the things that that we beat ourselves up about, they're they're not necessarily truth. Mm-hmm. But when God speaks to us about who we are, mm-hmm. uh, when He talks about identity in His Word, He's He's speaking truth, mm-hmm. and truth is healing. Yeah. Truth is not condemning. Truth is healing. Mm-hmm. And when God speaks it anyway, it's yeah. it's a healing. Mm-hmm. And and so I yeah. need that. You know, I need the reminder yes. because I can get lost in my head. Me too. And, you know, the videotape can keep playing forward mm-hmm. and I've gone way away from where I should have been. So I need to keep coming back to the word for reminder. Oh, this is who God says I am. This is who he says he is, mm-hmm. you know, um, not like some bad church experience I had or, you know, somebody who in the name of God supposedly, you know, said something to me that mm-hmm. was not, that was harmful instead right. of healing. I need to continue to go there so that I'm reminded of what the truth is about who he is, who he says I am. And, I and love there the is word healing. you used a few minutes ago, clarification. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like it is. It's just, it just cuts through all of the things that we can tell ourselves and it is clarification it is truth i Mm -hmm. love that i love that well vicky i want to take us to even more so a personal level with you if you don't mind we would just really really appreciate it if you would share with us um, a season in your life where the word of god has been your source of hope and your source of help even in the midst of suffering or disappointment and i've heard you share some of this at different times and you may even be sharing a different time today i know there was an extended season where you were suffering Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like occasional tough Mm -hmm. day here and there would you talk with us about how god used his word to just really sustain you just go wherever you want to with that vicky there are several things that come to mind. The big one that, that, that you're referring to mm-hmm. uh, is definitely the most dramatic instance. Mm-hmm. And um, it was 2006, 2007. You mm-hmm. know, I was, you know, doing my thing and leading Bible studies, discipling women. My oldest child was a senior in high school and she was a vocalist and a class officer. So there were all sorts of events and, mm-hmm. you know, voice recitals and all sorts of things that we were celebrating. Mm-hmm. And when suddenly we had my mom and my husband's mom passed away in the same week. Oh and this is the very end of my daughter's senior year. Two months before that, the patriarch of our family, our grandfather had passed away. We we're from a very mm-hmm. small family. We just have one sibling Brian's parents were both only children, so he has no aunts, uncles, cousins. Wow. So our mm-hmm. family's very small, live within 15 minutes of each other. So you take out both moms, and that is significant. His mother had mm. been ill for a long time. We'd said goodbye to her many times. We'd watched her suffer. It was awful. My mm. mother was perfectly healthy. And I was actually alone with her in the middle of a conversation And when mm. suddenly she just quit breathing. Oh, and my gosh. So it was this bam, bam of like, you can't, you can't catch your breath. Then my daughter graduated and left home. You know, my first child leaves home. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our family pet died. My dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. You know, I had Mm. two grieving, a grieving father and father-in-law within 15 minutes of my house. Um, My dad was not going to recover from that. Um, 
and it was uh, very, very difficult, you know, did all the, the chemo, the doctor's appointments and all of that. And anyway, about a year into right after our mom and mother-in-law died, it was very, um, you're probably, there's no typical form of grief, but I probably, you know, did what most people would think is more typical. And about Christmas, I thought, you know what, I think, I think I'll be okay. I think I can decorate again, you know, mm-hmm. and I lay down to bed and the craziest thing happened. And I still can't find words to explain, which is really maddening for a communicator. But it was this overwhelming darkness that like suffocating darkness. It wow. was like quicksand and lead and gray. And I mean, I just I couldn't see past it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, anxiety attacks, things I'd never had any even frame of reference for. And this relentless videotape in my head, everybody's going to die. You're going to use lose everybody you love over mm-hmm. and over and over. And mm-hmm. I love very deeply. Yeah. And the thought of that, I, I couldn't keep doing that over and over again. And there were so many things. I had led Bible studies for probably about 25 years weekly at that point, um, had traveled around the country. Yeah. I had written a book a couple years earlier uh, that looked, every chapter looked at a face-to-face conversation Jesus had with, from, with a woman when he walked on the earth to see what we could learn from him. And I had traveled for about four years sharing that twice a month in retreats. And what was amazing was even when I couldn't even focus hardly to read my Bible, it was those messages that he brought to my mind. It was all that time in the word before that he used to encourage Mm -hmm. me. Like one of them I talk about is Mary and Martha. And there's this, um, there are three different times in scripture we read about him encountering them at least. And one of them is when their brother Lazarus dies and Mm -hmm. they are grief stricken. Mm -hmm. He, they, they told him, you know, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Both of them say that separately. And so what was the thing that I went around the country telling everybody else to do? What treasures from that passage? One was make sure you run to God and not away from him. Mm -hmm. So when I was struggling even to keep my head above water, I kept hearing this voice in my head say, run to me and not away, Mm -hmm. run to me and not away. The second point I shared, this was all in a point about um, how do you deal with conflict with God when you're brutally disappointed with him? Mm. So run to God and not far away. Second is to share your honest emotions, mm-hmm. both of them. I mean, you know, you could read it and think, man, they were mouthing off. Really? It, they were telling Jesus. They mm. knew who he was. You yeah. know, Martha knew who he was. The disciples were still kind of scratching their heads, but you can tell from the context she knew who he was. Mm. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. They don't get in trouble for that. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What does he do mm. when Mary comes to him at his feet? Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. He cries too. Yeah. I mean, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus, Jesus. wept. You know, he's moved by he's moved by the death of their despair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it he just it was these truths of God's word that he would bring to my mind over and over again. These nuggets. There was a a verse I mem- I printed out on a card I put on my bathroom mirror. I kept in the pocket of my robe when I couldn't get dressed in the Psalms that says, um, I would have despaired unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I must have mm-hmm. quoted that verse to myself, I don't know, hundred, hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. The reminder, I don't have to wait to heaven till this gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, there is goodness to be seen here. And I really went on a mission then at that point to to try to find the goodness of God, to look for the sights and sounds of mm. his presence in my everyday life. 
but it became a, you know, I think of Philippians 4, 6 that says, um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything mm-hmm. by prayer yeah. and supplication with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. let your request be made known to God. And I knew that verse. Mm-hmm. I had memorized it probably 20 years earlier. But for some reason in that season, mm-hmm. it was the with thanksgiving mm-hmm. that I couldn't get away from. And so when that videotape would start to play through my mind, I would literally out loud and quietly silently start thanking God for every possible thing I could think of that was good about him, that was good about the world. I mean, and would just literally make my list, like counting your blessings, name them Mm -hmm. one by one. But that prompting came from a scripture passage that Mm -hmm. I had read long before. Mm -hmm. I had fortunately heard a friend that had, whose husband had had uh, committed suicide years earlier and had Mm -hmm. interviewed her extensively about dealing with grief for my book. I thought, didn't realize how desperately I was going to be needing those. But Mm -hmm. she talked about when she read the Bible, she, the grief went away. When I Mm -hmm. stopped, she said, I couldn't quit I couldn't stop crying. Yeah. And I remembered that. And so one way he really encouraged me was by bringing to mind things I had already read, mm-hmm. uh, really just redeeming all those years of, of just getting up every day and reading the word. The other thing was new verses at the time that I held on to. I remember mm-hmm. going to one day, I mean, my mind was just about to get the best of me and I went to the computer and I used this um, concordance. I mean, there's a simple concordance in the back of your Bible if you have one. There's more extensive ones you can find that are printed and online. But I went to a concordance that I like and I looked up every verse I could find on hope. I printed them out on paper and I carried them around with me. Taped them to your body. I did. I constantly was reading those verses. But... It wasn't good thoughts that were going to get me out of that. That's right. You know, it wasn't the power of positive thinking. That's I mean, right. my husband was on his face constantly there, but but it was it was the word of God that gave me hope, yeah. that helped me see it when I couldn't see it. I knew it was there. Mm-hmm. I've been in the Bible. Yeah. You know, I knew even when I uh, finally thought, well, maybe I can start to teach in church again. I couldn't for quite some time because I couldn't talk about anything meaningful without crying. Mm-hmm. But I can remember going to our Bible study box and it had always said Thursday morning on it because it's a Thursday morning Bible study. Mm. But this time when I went to get it, it said Heather's box. Mm. And it was just kind of like, oh, this is Heather's mm. thing. They they don't need you anymore. Oh, goodness. I know better than that. I know what Romans says. I know what Corinthians says about the gifts God gives us all. But at mm. the state that I was in, that's how I felt. Mm. And I just felt like there's not even a place for me here at my church. What do I do? Mm. But it was the reminder of, uh, excuse me, Vicki Lynn, you do know what Corinthians says about this, right? Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So whether I see it, I'm going to choose to believe it. But Really, it was the reminders of God's word that mm. that really kept me sane. And it looked very shaky for quite some time. But at, in the end, that's what it was just the con- the dogged determination to hang on to sure. it. Sure. Um, finally, I started I started to see and feel what it was that I had uh, believed for so long, mm-hmm. um, what I had helped other people see, you know, suddenly in a desperate place. I couldn't quite see it myself. But and but. It was really the word of, I remember even going to church and just hearing them. I remember just worship songs. So many of our worship songs are the word of God to music and Mm -hmm. just the reminders of who God was. I would close my eyes. I wouldn't even be able to sing, but just listening to the reminders of who God was, was such a beautiful Mm -hmm. and healing thing. And it was 
it, it wasn't a week, you know, it was a couple of years. It was an extended time. I was also a chronic pain patient at the time. So I had, mm-hmm. I had a couple of issues going on that mm-hmm. weren't really helpful for my helpful for mm-hmm. my season. But truly, truly, I am not being dramatic when I mm-hmm. say that it was God's word that really saved me. Yeah. 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 I truly believe that. And I mean, you know, we could easily have somebody on here to talk about God's word that hadn't had to really not just cling to it just soak in it. Mm -hmm. But your story is not easy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm just really thankful. You guys, please listen to the fact that this is not just a religious person coming on just saying, you know, that God is some a mighty God that is, of course he is, but that's just not ever going to be relatable to you. Mm-hmm. Everything Vicki has just said, says how, how relatable he is. Not only that, how in love he is with you. Even if you've pushed him away up to this point, mm-hmm. today can be a new turn for you. Absolutely. Stuck said earlier, it's a new day. You that's get right. to start again that's right. every that's right. day. His what a great thing that is. is. Yeah, that's right. Um, what's your favorite one? This is a tough one, Vicki. I know this is going to be a tough one. She can quote probably a lot of the Bible. I know this to be true. But what is a favorite passage for you that you consistently go through? Just, just, you can even say more than one, but what what do you think? Well, I mentioned Psalm 139 earlier, and the reason yeah. why I have it memorized is because I had to memorize it. Okay. Um, I had dealt for years with huge feelings of inferiority, mm-hmm. and um, I did a Bible study on that passage and Mm -hmm. it was life-changing for me and so I just slowly but surely started memorizing it and there I go back to it constantly to Mm -hmm. remind myself of the truth of who I am Mm -hmm. of who God is Um, it has been beautiful to me in all sorts of seasons for very different reasons Um, Mm -hmm. it's also the passage I read the morning before I went to the hospital my first niece was going to be born and we were so excited it was an induced Um, pregnancy so we knew when she was going to come and I just remember as it came up in my normal Bible reading plan that day thinking well how cool that you would remind me of this verse that of you know how how she's been knitted and formed and they cut the cord and she quit breathing and she turned blue and there's a hole in her diaphragm they hadn't seen and she's med flighted to another state and I mean it all manner of craziness Mm. um, broke loose and I just all day long I kept thinking you knew this, you know, you, you knew this. And the thought that he wasn't up in heaven running around going, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? was comforting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was going to do, but the thought that he wasn't panicked, Mm -hmm. that he knew that he was the same God who says in Romans that he will work all manner of things out for good. You know, whether she lived, whether she didn't, that he was still big enough to bring good Mm -hmm. out of that was such a comfort and encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 139, for sure. Uh, one mm-hmm. I have to quote to myself regularly, an embarrassing amount of times, is 2 Corinthians 3, 5, mm-hmm. uh, that says, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. Mm-hmm. And I've had to remind myself over and over. And if he has given me a front row seat to the fact that he does not need a fully adequate woman. You know, that he can fill in the gaps. If I'll just show up Mm -hmm. and be faithful to what he said, if I'll read my Bible so I'm ready whenever it comes up, then Mm -hmm. I've got something worth sharing. I over and over, but I, the number of times I have had to quote that to myself and remind myself Mm -hmm. still, you Mm -hmm. know, 40 years into reading God's word regularly, Mm -hmm. that's okay. 
Yeah. It's not about your adequacy. He's big enough to fill in your gaps. The renewing of our mind is something we all have to do. Right. We all have to be about, no matter how far or how close we are to God. We have to be vigilant about it because we are all targets of deception. I mean, yeah. we absolutely are. We live in a very worldly world, yeah. and it's very easy for us to, to start to adopt worldly thinking mm-hmm. as well as, you know, as well as you're talking about really difficult issues of mental health that messes mm-hmm. with your head. So so we all have to be vigilant of that, no matter what our issues are or aren't. It's we're all our, our heads are vulnerable yeah. and we're going to go the way we think we're going to how we think is going to affect how we feel, how we feel is going to affect how we act That's and right. how we react. So the That's head, right. that renewing of our mind, constantly putting scripture in meditate. What does this mean? What does this tell me about who God is? What does this say about who I am? I have to constantly read that and think mm-hmm. about that because I, I need it to keep my head straight. Something that keeps coming to mind when you're talking about you had already been in the Word of God. You didn't go to the Word of God only as a 911. Right. I can remember people asking us all the time, why did you wait so long to go to treatment um, for eating disorder? And um, also, you know, for the, the um, you know, suicidal tendencies and all these kinds of things. And I thought... What I was doing, even though I had a doctor and a nutritionist, all these things was not working. And I was getting worse and worse and worse. And so finally less and less hopeful feeling anything. Yes, devastatingly hopeless. And then an opportunity came financially and all of the things fell in right before I was I was wheelchair bound even. And uh, I can remember going to treatment and when I went through the doors, I saw a dozen, couple of dozen roses from Doug, and he on that card, and I've mentioned this before, said, make it work. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I need to make work? Mm-hmm. I needed to get in there and learn tools. Mm-hmm. Why? Because eventually I was going to go home. Right. And I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be able to leave those tools at the door mm-hmm. of the mental hospital that I was mm-hmm. in for four and a half, five mm-hmm. months. I was going to need to take those home. Why? Because living only in the mental hospital was not going to be my reality right I needed to learn things that were going to be sustainable mm-hmm. for when I was in my home by myself staring at a peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. sandwich mm-hmm. and there are some people listening right now and you may be contemplating do I need to get help well the case in point on all of this is is if you do the hard work and you do the things that are necessary by reading God's word by going to get help When you are in a crisis situation, when you're in a difficult situation, and you may not be surrounded by a lot of people who are able to speak into your life at that moment, you'll have the tools. Mm -hmm. You'll have the tools. Well, as we close things off, Vicki, we always ask people what is giving them hope today because mental illness... um, We see a suicide rate that is skyrocketing, and it's it's not... it's getting less predictable in some ways, and in some ways we see it as a, you know, as a trail that's been blazing for a long, long time. And hope is a word that I feel like if you can't see hope, then even the scripture says that people will perish. Mm-hmm. So what is bringing you hope today can be several things. We just don't put a cap on it. What's bringing you hope? I think one thing that's happened, I made a change. I don't know if it was a year or two ago, but I started reading my Bible in the back porch. Yeah. 
And um, I've always been a comfy chair Bible reader girl, but I started reading on the back porch. And there's something about reading while birds are singing and chirping and flowers are growing and trees are green. It reminds me because this world has gotten so messy and so dark. Mm -hmm. And um, it reminds me that creation is still happening. God's Mm -hmm. still at work. Goodness Mm -hmm. is still happening. New life is happening every day. New flowers are blooming. New birds are being born. And there's something just very hopeful about that, about the wind moving through my hair when I'm reading. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just, that's hopeful. Mm. There are a lot of things I see as hope. I also think our our pastor, Rick Thompson, reminded our home group not very long ago that it looks dismal. We tend to look right what's in front of us, and, and, and it's easy to get down. Mm. But he says, I need to tell you, the gospel is exploding around yeah. the world, and we need to keep our eye on that. So yeah. sometimes right. I have to back up from my little world, just mm. that principle there. And hope comes from backing up and mm. looking at a bigger picture. That's good. You know, I tend, to, I tend to look at life, my life, like... Um, uh, focus lens on a camera, a telefocus lens. Sure. And sometimes I just need to wide angle and mm-hmm. I need to look back up and realize, you know, there are still are good things happening. That's right. There, there, there still is hope. Mm-hmm. I still do have people to love and people who love me. I've mm-hmm. lost some people that were really important, but there's still people here for me to love. There's That's still right. people who love me. There's, there's still goodness to be had. There's, there's, you know, new cures coming up for diseases every day. There's still good things mm-hmm. happening in this world. Mm-hmm. And that gives me, that gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Vicki, we just, we can't thank you enough. I mean, honestly, I'm going to listen to this one over and over again because <laughs> I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that the word of God comes alive so much when you talk. And um, that that doesn't just happen. There's been diligence. And as you've heard her just talk for the last little bit, um, it's exciting. It's exciting. And sometimes when you're with somebody that's not exciting, you walk away and you're exhausted. I feel rejuvenated. (laughs) So I just thank you so, so much for just being vulnerable with us and just talking through some things with us and, and making it to where you don't have to be a Bible scholar, but you can be a, a, a teachable person that just says, God, show me, show me what you have for me in the pages that you, that you wrote for me, for me. So thank you. We Absolutely. appreciate Definitely. you more than you could thank ever you, know Vicky. coming out on this Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Well, and, and to our listeners, we are so thankful for you for joining us today. As we mentioned earlier, we're going to have the things Vicki shared, the resources she's mentioned, a number of things she's been a part of and produced, as well as things she might recommend this is a helpful tools. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have all those things linked so you can access those. Also, we would love for you, just recently we have updated and launched a brand new website for Speak Out Loud. It's speakoutloud.me, so the letter is M-E. We wanted to create a one-stop shop where if you're looking for any of the resources that Stacey or that we offer together from this podcast to her book to speaking engagements with Stacy, where you might be able to reach out and connect with her about speaking, just any number of ways. We wanted to make sure you could just go to one spot and have access to all those things. So it's speakoutloud.me. There's also a way you can communicate with us there at Stacy at speakoutloud.me. But uh, you can just fill out a form on that and send us a note if you'd like to do it that way. So please connect with us there. We'd love for you to connect with us on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. 
Some of you are with us over last year. You may not, hopefully you've known this, we have combined down to one social media account for each platform. Mm-hmm. So we we got simple and we needed simple. So we have one Facebook page for all things Speak Out Loud and one Instagram page for all things Speak Out Loud. So look for us there because you'll see lots of updates, links to all the things that we're doing, that Stacy's doing. So check those things out and uh, we really appreciate you uh, just following along and helping support what we're doing. Absolutely. One of the best things that you can do to help us out is to go on everything and like and leave a rating where it is appropriate to do that. One of the main reasons we want that is because that helps the word get out. We do this because we love you. We care about you. Yeah. Um, we. I have some speaking engagements that are coming up that are local, which is a lot of fun for me because then I can invite you. Um, I speak to a lot of people who I'll never see again, possibly. And when you get to look out and see people that you know, it is just comforting. And um, God's put some really great things on our hearts in order to be able to share with you. And so I hope you'll do that. If you're in central Oklahoma or in Oklahoma anywhere, uh, coming up here in kind of middle of November, November 11th, 12th, and 13th, Stacy's one of the featured speakers at the Women of Merit Conference, which is being held in Norman, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So you can find out more on their website. And we'll also try to have some links to that on the show notes for this and other episodes. So you could find information if you do want to check that out and uh, maybe attend and be a part of what that event is. We would love that. I would love to be able to hug your neck and um, um, we'll have all of our merchandise there and everything, which is very little. So anyway, we love you guys. Um, we appreciate you so, so much. This is not just about us getting to share to you. You share so much great things with us, and we read it all. Um, There's a little process that it goes through in order for it to get to me, but I want you to know that what you write to us matters so, so much, and so we, we want you to know that you matter. You matter so much. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you again, Vicki, and... Until next week. We'll see you next time.